on today's episode of the Blue Bloods. Uh, I'm slowly getting my voice back after the LSU game, so bear with me. Uh, we have our pick six recap, risers and movers, uh, dumpster fires, top performers, and we'll cap it all off with bad beats. Today's episode is an exciting one, so let's go ahead and kick it off. So let's go ahead and move into the show uh, with our first segment today. We're going to do our pick six recap as usual. Um, and the first game on Saturday was an 11 a.m. matchup between Texas and Oklahoma. Uh, the Red River rivalry, shootout, showdown, whatever you want to call it, you choose. Um, uh, Oklahoma came in as an 11-point favorite. And like I said, Texas covered the spread. So I I did really well with my pick six this week, so no one can mess with me. Yeah, I picked every single uh, favorite for all the games. That doesn't matter. I went six and zero, oh, first time in Blue Bloods history anyone went undefeated. So I'm feeling I'm feeling myself, and I'm, I'm ready for a great show. Ah, uh, yeah. As as y'all know, he picked all favorites because he was tired of getting beat every week. You know, I was having he, a really bad time. Hey, did you get your upset of the week this week? I don't want to talk about it. Okay, so he he didn't go technically undefeated, um, <laughs> not quite. Uh, Washington <laughs> State um, decided they didn't want me to have a great weekend; they just wanted me to have a good weekend. So, don't don't lie to our viewers, man. You you know, as long as LSU won, you were going to have a good weekend. It was insane. That was my favorite day. <laughs> It'll go down in history. Uh, but yeah, I mean, my take on this game, though, honestly, was that Texas is lucky that this was only a seven point game. Um, you know, I got up early to watch this game and, you know, from just watching it from home, I definitely thought it could be 24, nothing Oklahoma going into halftime. Yeah. I mean, I absolutely agree. Um, you know, obviously Oklahoma played a near perfect game. Uh, Jalen Hurts did have his one interception this weekend, but I mean, other than that, uh, he, he just looked phenomenal again. I mean, he's looked great weekend, week out, and I wanted him to be tested by somebody. And I think he finally saw that test and resisted most of the pressure he had. Uh, played a great game. Yeah, he really did. And the thing I want to focus on, though, is the Oklahoma defense had a heck of a game. I mean, you know, they allowed, you know, in the fourth quarter, they allowed some yards. But Texas was throwing everything at the wall to try to get back in this game, even though it was really over after the third quarter, in my opinion. Um, they only allowed a hundred yards rushing, and for Sam Ellinger, he only was going for five five and a half yards per pass. That's outstanding compared to you know what this Oklahoma defense has given up in years past. So, I think the Oklahoma defense impressed me most in this game. Yeah, I mean, and another crazy thing is that we didn't see a touchdown or a passing touchdown out of Sam Ellinger. Uh, should I say he had two rushing touchdowns? But I mean. Obviously, when you can stop that kind of arm and that kind of talent in a game, uh, you know you're always going to have a chance. And Oklahoma's defense somehow stepped up. I didn't, you know, I didn't think that they uh, 
you know, I, I obviously didn't think they were legit, but I didn't even know if they existed. And then this weekend they showed up and proved me wrong. Yeah, I mean, you know, everyone – I saw a lot of people talk about after the game that these two teams could meet again in the Big 12 championship like they did last year. I don't think Texas wants to see a rematch because I think if there's a rematch, Jalen Hurts won't make the same mistakes he made twice. You know, he had a fumble go in the red zone, and then he threw an interception in the end zone. Um, you know, that's two more touchdowns. So we, we're looking at almost 50 to 27 game. I think if Oklahoma gets this team again, it's going to be worse than it was this time. So I don't think – I think Oklahoma looks every bit of a title contender right now. Yeah, they do. Um, and, and, you know, and I, like I said, I'd be surprised if we didn't see them in the playoff later on this season. Uh, one of the things that I might have to go back and eat my words on, I said that I think that Oklahoma might drop a game at Texas this season. And after watching them this Saturday, I just don't see a way that they do that. I mean, this is a one-touchdown game, but it shouldn't have been a one-touchdown game. I mean, Texas came in, scored late, I think, with less than five minutes left in the game. Um, I mean, before that, Oklahoma had a two-touchdown lead, and, like, they were they were controlling it pretty well. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it could – I mean, I think Jalen fumbled when it was 7 nothing, and they were about to score. So it was going to be 14 nothing from the jump on Texas. And I think if they score that touchdown, this this whole the whole complexion of the game changes for Texas. And, you know, the, the one other player I want to highlight real quick is C.D. Lamb. Oh, yes. That kid is just – I don't – he's out of this world. I mean, he had 10 catches for 171 yards and three touchdowns. And two of the touchdowns, I don't even know how we scored. I mean, there were – every single Texas defender had a shot at him, and he just somehow made everybody miss and got to the end zone. It was a beautiful, beautiful play. Yeah, I mean, and before the season started, um, go back, listen to the tapes. I said that I thought C.D. Lamb was the best player on this offense. Obviously, I don't still think that. I think that's Jalen Hurts by a long shot. But CeeDee Lamb's nothing to, uh, you know, he, you can't really overlook him. I mean, he scored three touchdowns. He had nearly 200 yards receiving this game. Um, I, I know that Jalen Hurts looks good, but I think that he looks good, you know, in part to CeeDee Lamb because CeeDee Lamb caught all of his touchdowns this weekend. Yeah, I mean, I agree. But, I mean, if you put everything together, Jalen Hurts accounted for 366 yards. Yeah, and I mean. four touchdowns. I mean, no, that's, like I said, that's best, player, best player in the field this weekend. And he, he just never looks out of it, man. He looks like he is cool, calm, and collected. I mean, he literally looked like he was just shopping for groceries during this game. Like, you would catch a glimpse of him, like, look to the sidelines, and he didn't give – he didn't care where he was. He was just like, this is just every day, man. Yeah, and welcome to another episode of Zach Says Something Just Ridiculous and tries to play it off. Like, it's not ridiculous. <laughs> looks like he was shopping for it? groceries. Are you kidding me? Dude, because I mean that's a calming, I guess, experience. I mean, you don't you, have to stress go to the, to the grocery, grocery store street. to relax. No, oh my lord. Okay, maybe <laughs> if you go to Walmart, you can't. But like, if you go to like Win Dixie, bro, like you could just relax. There ain't no one there. Okay, uh, let's go ahead and move on before this gets <laughs> out of hand. All right, and moving on to our next matchup, uh, we have Florida State visiting number two, or well, number three, Clemson now, but number two at the time. Uh, Clemson came in as a twenty-seven point favorite, and Guess who covered the spread, Zach? <laughs> so, um, I just want to – I have in all caps in my notes, why is James Blackman starting? No, it doesn't make you know, sense. I, I, was, I based all my argument on Alex Hornbrook being the starter, and they trot out this trash thing of a quarterback 
He threw for 66 yards and two interceptions. Not good. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and then they put Alex Hornbrook in, and he goes eight for 12, 84 yards and a touchdown. He did throw an interception, but this is a good Clemson defense. And I didn't expect Florida State to win, but are you serious? I, you know, I, I apologize to you guys, but, you know, I, I really thought Florida State knew how quarterbacks work. That is my, that is my bad. Yeah, Zach would like to publicly apologize. Uh, so, so Clemson won forty-five to fourteen. Um, on our last episode, we had a we had a little bit of an argument where we I thought we were on the same page. Apparently, we weren't. I said that Clemson was going to cover the spread easy because Florida State's awful, you know, as as they have been this season, as they were last season. Um, and he's like, "Wait, no, there's no way that Clemson wins by more than twenty-seven. Apparently, Trevor Lawrence's shoulder is feeling a lot better, though. I will say that. Yeah, I mean, he looked he looked decent. I don't think he, you know, he's not in the Heisman race anymore. But, you know, a national title means a lot more. So, as long as he keeps putting out consistent performances like this, he should be fine. Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, he threw for three touchdowns. He still threw an interception. I don't know what's going on um, with this guy's arm. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Because last season, it – I don't even know what his season stats are, but I mean, he's got to be pretty close on his uh, touchdowns to interceptions this season. I think he was like, I think he was like eight and five as of last week. So I guess now he's like 11 and six. Yeah. Yeah, He is 11 and six. Yep. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. And Travis Etienne showed back up though. That's good for this matchup. I mean, yeah, that's decent. But so all my final thoughts on this game is Clemson will be in the playoff. Sorry for overreacting guys. This team is still really good. They still play in the ACC. And we'll get into that a little bit later in the show today. Um, so with our second game of the day, uh, we have Alabama visiting Texas A&M Kyle Field. Uh, there's a 16-point spread. And, oh, my gosh. Alabama is, is out of this world, honestly. I mean, we talked about Jalen Hurts and CeeDee Lamb being out of this world. Alabama is out of this world. That, that is a good team. Yeah, I think their offense is light years ahead of their defense, to yeah. be honest with you, yeah, though. I agree. I mean, the, their defense allowed almost 400 yards of total offense and 28 points. I mean, that that's tough, man. Because, I mean, I don't think A&M has an outstanding offense. No, and Kellen Mond has just been you – know, he's been Kellen Mond. Uh, or he hasn't been quite the player that we thought he was going to be this year. Um, you know, but he still I is – he didn't I didn't think he played that bad of a game. No, he didn't. I, just, I mean, he, he led the didn't team have in any passing help. and rushing. He had no help, man. I mean, Jimbo Fisher was recruiting like a madman down in Florida State, but I don't see it coming. I mean, I know he's only had one year, guys. I get that. But I expected more from this Texas A&M team. I did, too. Uh, I thought Texas A&M was going to be an actual force this season. And, you know, and we see them rolling into weeks, uh, week eight, and they're three and three. I mean, you oh, it's so ridiculous. Trash. I know. Dude, I know. And, they, and they still have to face Ole Miss, which is looking like a different team with that new quarterback. Dude, they have to face South Carolina. That's what I'm saying. And they have to face South Carolina, who we just saw this weekend was uh, pretty, pretty, <laughs> pretty good. We'll and then they have to play, <laughs> yeah. Then we have to, then they have to play Georgia, who is still a good team. Yeah. And then they have to play at LSU. No, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be. A tough, I don't know. If, I don't know if people. Can, I don't know if people can count. They have three losses. I just named four games. If they lose all four of those games, they miss bowl. They miss like bowl season, and 
I don't think Jimbo Fisher can be paid the second highest salary in college football and miss a bowl game. No, you, I mean, you have to be out after that. I mean, contracts are terminated. That, that's the kind of stuff that, that ruins that kind of money for you. I mean, you can't yeah, go, you can't have a losing season and be paid that much money. You just can't. And that's not even including Mississippi State, which I don't think Mississippi State's a good team. But, I mean, anybody in the SEC any week can show up and knock you off. And so, you know, that's the, this team has no room for error. And this is a team that people thought – we're going to finish second or third in the SEC West. And if they lose enough of these games, they're going to finish fifth or sixth. Yeah, it, it's it's definitely not a good look. Um, uh, I don't tough. know, man. I don't know. You have that's to have tough. some kind of running game. I mean, Kellamon ran for 90 yards and just, and that's only just, that's just because his O line wasn't blocking for him. He had to get out and scramble and do something. I mean, Alabama's, Alabama has a pass rush. I'll give them that. But, if the team gets off the pass, that's where stuff gets tricky because I don't know – the secondary does allow big plays to happen. That's true. That's, that's absolutely uh, true. But two attack of Aloha looks every bit as good as he was, you know, advertised to be coming into the year. I mean, almost 300 yards passing, another four touchdowns, and he just threw his first interception. Did you see, did you see his jersey this weekend? No. So his name's Tua. That's, that's three letters. That's his full first name, right? All on the back of his jersey because he has a brother that goes there. Um, Tua had T-U Tagovailoa on the back of his jersey. So, like, it, it had T-U and a period <laughs> where they could have just put his full name. Yeah, man, because I have to do that because, like, his brother has uh, – what's his brother's name? Taloa or something? It's another yeah. T it's name. Like T, I think he has, like, T-A – on the back of his yeah. jersey anyway it's just ridiculous man like the, i swear they ran out of letters at alabama like yeah they just don't they have just, anymore no kidding but I, I thought it was a great performance by alabama i mean it's exactly what i think everyone expected to happen i mean my final thoughts on this game is they are who we who they thought <laughs> they are who we thought they were that's Letting the best way to explain yep i mean they're just that good uh i don't think AM has it together. Jimbo Fisher has a lot of work to do, man. I mean, he's going to be out of there sooner than later if he keeps putting together performances like this. Yeah, uh, I agree. Uh, let's go and move on to our next matchup. Um, our next matchup is in the Big Ten. We have Penn State visiting Iowa. Um, with this next matchup, I mean, it, it, both teams are in the top 25, and Iowa just gave this game away. Um, that you know. That's it, what I'm saying, man. Ah, I was so close to winning this game. I'm so pissed. I yeah. mean, this game came down to two things: rushing yards and turnovers. Penn State ran for 170, while Iowa only put up about 70. And Penn State had no turnovers, and Iowa had two. And that that was that was the game right there, guys. Yeah, that's the game. Um, one of the things I was talking with one of my friends while I was at the LSU game because we. You know, we got up, um, went to college game day, uh, and then after that, we went to a bar, or well, a restaurant, uh, like a sports bar, and we watched all the games all day. Sorry, sorry, mom. Um, and so we uh, we we saw all these games, and um, uh, one of the things that he was telling me was that he thinks that if Iowa had instead of just like a decent quarterback and Nate Stanley, like if they had a good quarterback. They'd be they'd be a national title uh, title contender, and I absolutely agree with them. I mean, Nate Stanley didn't look terrible this weekend, but I mean, he threw forty three passes, completed twenty five of them, 
if you complete, you know, 80% of those passes, uh, you don't, you take away that turnover and you add another touchdown or two. I mean, Iowa wins this game and it's not even close. I mean, yeah, I mean, if you, it's, uh, it just makes me so upset. Uh, yeah. I agree so much. I mean, if you like game managers, this was your game, man. This is the ultimate game manager game. Cause I mean, Sean Clifford for, uh, Penn State, he only threw for 117 yards. Yeah, yeah, not <laughs> not ideal. Uh, no, I mean, I I don't know, man. I don't even the Children's Hospital couldn't overcome the sloppiness of Iowa. I know that breaks my That's heart. Disappointing. Too. Breaks my that, heart. That is so disappointing. But I mean, Penn State keeps winning and keeps advancing. There's not always pretty, but. You know, this is the second game they've won by only scoring 17 points. Uh, the defense keeps them in it, and if they keep winning like this, then they're going to be ready. They're going to be they're going to be competing for the Big Ten championship with uh, Ohio State and Wisconsin. Yeah, I agree, um, and I think Penn State's a team that a lot of people overlook. Um, you know, when you think of the Big Ten, you're not really thinking Penn State, not in recent years anyway. And so, I think for that reason, people kind of count them out from the jump. Um, so, I mean, you have your Ohio States, your Wisconsin's, even your Michigan's, and then kind of on a second level, they have Penn State right there because, you know, over the past couple of years, after everything happened there, uh, they kind of, you know, took a downturn. But, I mean, this is a good football team. Uh, very, very good defense, and that's what's going to be their saving grace, like you said. Um, so, if they are going to be in the Big Ten uh, title hunt, it's going to be because of their defense. Um Hopefully we can see them uh, keep it up. I mean, it's it's pretty boring football. It's like the uh, – <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not great. But, uh, I mean, they're a good team. So, we'll see how we'll see how their season keeps going. Uh, let's go and move on to our next matchup. We have USC visiting Notre Dame. And, oh, my goodness, what an exciting game. This game was – this uh, game was crazy. Yeah, I, I, I was fairly surprised with USC. Not going to lie to you guys. I think I said that Notre Dame was going to run away with this game. That is a negative. Negative. That did not Three happen. Points. Yeah, I mean, and I, I'm, I don't understand what's going on with Ian Book, but he needs some X-factor explosion to him because this 160-yard, one-touchdown performance is not going to cut it. No, 50% passing. You can't do that. You can't do that in this game. No, definitely not. I mean, he had a rushing touchdown, but, you know, you compare that to Keaton Slovis, who came back off an injury, had 255 yards and two touchdowns, and really kept USC's hopes alive in this game. Yeah. Um, I mean, Keaton Slovis looked good. And let me tell you who else looked good. And it was for Notre Dame. Tony Jones Jr., this running back, monster, incredible. Monster. Oh, my goodness. I mean, he yeah. just – he started exploding. I mean, the first – you know, over the first two or three games for – uh for Notre Dame this season, Ian Book was leading the team in rushing. And, you know, I think even on this, I think on this podcast, I said, where is their running back? You have to have a running game if you're going to win football games. And they found it. Uh, this kid is just insane. I mean, he put up, yeah, he's been put, just, he put up 176 yards off of 25 carries this weekend. I mean, no touchdowns, but I mean, if you put up those kind of numbers, the rest of your offense can do the, uh, can do the heavy lifting. Yeah, no doubt. And, I mean, he's been putting up big numbers for, what, three, four weeks now? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's been he's been looking, I mean, more and more like a Heisman contender. You know, I don't think he wins it this year, but of course. No, but, definitely not. Um, he's not even the best running back in his, in his um, you know, in, in the country. Uh, I think uh, yeah. 
Chuba Hubbard and um, Jonathan Taylor take the cake on the on that. But I mean, he's yeah, a good running no. back, no doubt. Um, and he's, I mean, he's he's performing behind an O line that I don't think a lot of people um, think of as a great O line in the country. But I mean, you know, they're pretty good. But th- this running back looks incredible. Yeah, they really do. And I mean, Notre Dame, you know, just keep teams keep losing in front of them. And I'm looking at you, Georgia. You know, if t- playoff teams that you know are above them keep on losing, Notre Dame might may sneak their way into the playoff, man. I mean, never it, know. Yeah, you never know because I definitely didn't see. Yeah, I mean, the whole. I don't know. It's just teams that shouldn't be losing. They're losing football games, and if that just keeps <laughs> happening, it's just college football. You gotta love it. But I mean, it, it happens every year. So, um, mm. if Notre Dame can. I mean, that one loss to Georgia, I mean, that wasn't a bad loss. If, if that's their only loss this season, I don't, you know, I don't understand how you could argue that they don't deserve a playoff spot. Uh, no, I agree. And, I mean, USC has a bright future. It's just not their season, man. I mean, Ur- I hear Urban Myers on his way to Southern California right now to save this 3-3 three and three team. I mean, once – I mean, it's a wrap once they get Urban Meyer, so – just, if you're a USC fan listening, just look forward. There's there's uh, greener meadows. There's brighter days ahead. Uh, they're they're coming soon. So just keep your head up um, and eyes forward. Keep fighting the good fight. Um, so I mean, I don't really have any more thoughts on this game. Uh, Keaton Slovis somehow showed back up, um, and this is a game that that Notre Dame almost gave away. Um, I mean. I guess the last touchdown was in garbage time for USC, but I mean, that's not to say I mean, that Notre Dame looked great this game. Yeah, they didn't look great. I think all they're focused on is winning, and I give them that. As long as you win, you have a chance. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, so let's go ahead and move on to our next matchup. And this is the one that I could not wait to talk about. And it's our last game in our pick six. It is Florida visiting LSU. LSU was a 13-and-a-half-point favorite, and I think my exact words were, there's no way that Florida covers. I'm sorry, I said there's no way LSU covers. There's no way they win by two touchdowns. This has always been a great rivalry game, and I have never been prouder in my life to say that LSU covered this spread. They won by 14, and it's the reason I lost my voice. It's the reason that I had a great birthday. It's a reason that I am just exhausted today, and it's a couple days after the fact. Yeah, I mean, I picked Florida, and, I mean, I was feeling real good about my pick, you know, for a little while there. <laughs> uh, at halftime, I was like, oh, man, this 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 game is I – mean, I thought this was one of the – even though it was 42-28, I thought this was one of the best games of the season. Yeah, I mean, it was a really good game. I mean, I was sitting there on the edge of my seat the entire time. Um, you know, and LSU scored I don't not super late, but they scored in the fourth quarter to put them up by two touchdowns. Um, but it, you know, it, it was a great showing, I think mainly by LSU's O-line, uh, you know, like I said, this has been a Florida team that, and they have a very strong defense this year. Uh, I said, this is the strongest defense that LSU has faced. This might be the strongest defense that LSU faces all season. Um, and, and they didn't allow a single sack this game. Um, I mean, they, they were opening up holes for, uh, for Edwards Alaire, they were keeping Joe Burrow off the ground. They allowed him to have just another monster game. 
And so, I mean, it, it, it's that reason. I mean, LSU's O-line is the reason that for the past couple seasons, people have been counting LSU out. They're, that's the reason that LSU hasn't made a playoff yet. Uh, the reason that they really haven't been fighting for the SEC um, as of recently. But, I mean, their O-line got together. They picked it up. And this season, they're looking – I mean, they're looking like a playoff contender for sure. No doubt. Joe Heisman is going to lead them to the promised land, it looks like Joe right Heisman. now. Man. Joe Heisman. That's yeah, what you call him. I like it. I like it. I mean, almost 300 yards passing, three touchdowns. I mean, the kid just comes out week to week and just puts up big numbers. I mean, if Joe Burrow leads this LSU team to an undefeated record, I don't care what Tua does. I don't care what Jalen Hurts does. I don't care what Jonathan Taylor does. I don't care what Trevor Lawrence does. This kid deserves the Heisman. And it's hands down in the debate. I don't want to even hear any argument. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely looking good. Um, uh, He just looks like – he looks like, at least to me, one of the best pro prospects for quarterback at the moment. Um, I think that teams would have to be insane to pass him up, it, you know, especially if they need a quarterback. I mean, he, he's just yeah. collecting the pocket. I mean, he's he's just letting the ball fly, and it's just landing where only his receivers can catch it. No doubt. And, I mean, Kyle Trash should not hang his head. I mean, he played a heck of a game. Oh, crazy game. Out, yeah, outside of that one interception, man, he had 310 yards and three touchdowns, you know, this is only like his second or third start, and he came into Death Valley and played a heck of a game. Yeah, this is his first and away was, game. First away yeah, game ever. First quarterback. Yeah, that just blows my mind that he played so loud. Yeah, uh, it, and, it, it was loud. Um, Zach texted me right after the game, asked me how loud it actually was because of how loud it sounded on TV. It was just – That's what I'm saying, man. He played amazing for – I mean, because that stadium was just – rocking on tv and i know being there probably was a whole different experience i mean i've been to lsu before and that that stadium there's nothing like it no absolutely not um and real quick though man the lsu defense though that could be a problem going forward it could be I a mean, problem it could yeah be problem. They, they allowed 457 yards man that's tough yeah I, i'm not gonna act like it's a great look um but and their offense is keeping them afloat right now. Uh, I, I, you know, I definitely agree with that. I understand, but I mean, if your offense is scoring, you know, more than forty points a game, then I don't know how much you really have to worry about. I think that you do have to start worrying about that once you start playing uh, teams like like Alabama and teams like Auburn, uh, who also have very high powered offenses. But you know, uh, until then, Dude, I cannot, I cannot wait for that game. The the, the Alabama LSU game, man. Every year it's like nine to nothing. This year it's going to be like sixty-two to sixty-four. It is going to be such. It's going to be such a fun game. Oh, I know. I can't wait for it. Yeah, um, but I, you know, I don't have too many more thoughts on this game. I think it was. A, I mean, it was, it was an incredible game. But um, you know, other than that, and there was a point in time where I thought Florida was going to win this game. Uh, <laughs> right when Florida went up twenty-eight twenty-one, I was like, "Uh oh, not great, not good." <laughs> <laughs> Started getting a little scared, um, but yeah, eventually uh, LSU pulled it out. And hey, LSU's defense made enough plays in the second half, man. They held them to seven points in the second half, none in the fourth quarter. That's that's something. That's that's something to hang your hat on. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, so that's gonna wrap up our pick six segment. All right, and moving on from our pick six segment, um, we're gonna go ahead and move into risers and movers, which is our segment that we replaced our top fifteen with because top fifteen 
was taking up about half an hour of the show. No one wanted to listen to it because it was the same thing week in, week out. So now Zach and I just list which teams have moved up and which teams have moved down in our polls. Um, and I'll go ahead and start. And this is going to kick off an interesting conversation. Uh, my first, uh, in my first team to move down in my poll is going to be Georgia. Georgia. Oh really? That's goodness. controversial. <laughs> Not controversial at all. No, 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 no. It's just going to cause a conversation because we haven't talked about that game yet. Georgia oh, man. somehow dropped a game to South Carolina this weekend. Um, it, I think, I think like the second week of October for Georgia has just always been a curse for them. Last season, they lost to LSU um, in the second week of October. This week, it's South Carolina. I don't know what's going on. Um, you know, they went, they went to, what was it, double overtime with South Carolina? Yep, yep. This game was something else. It just didn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, and, and we saw uh, Blankenship, their kicker. Uh, only know him because of the glasses he wears underneath his helmet. Um, he missed a kick. He missed a kick to, to lose the game. Um, you know, South, and that's that, that's what a lot of people thought that the uh, the nail in the coffin was going to be for South Carolina. Their kicker uh, pulled a kick, um, and they thought, okay, well, the game's over. Um, no, uh, Rodrigo Blankenship shows up and pulls another kick, <laughs> and, and Georgia loses this game. So, I don't know. It's it's it's, it's ridiculous because it was uh, it was I'm sitting there ugly screaming. Game. I'm sitting there screaming at the TV when South Carolina is kicking a field goal. You know, instead of trying to score a touchdown, because I thought the only way they could win this game is if they scored a touchdown, and their defense just showed up in the second overtime. Um, holds Georgia. Did they? Did Georgia even lose yards on that last drive in overtime? I don't. I don't. Uh, they shut them completely down, man. Yeah, it just, was a forty. I mean, it was a forty-two yard kick. So I guess they kicked from the thirty-five. But anyway, or the 25. Sorry, I can't do math too good. Uh, no, so they, yeah, they, they allowed them to, to know yards in that second overtime. Um, and, uh, I mean, that made, that made all the difference in the world. I mean, Blankenship pulled the how far? How far did you drop Georgia? Uh, not too far. Uh, I think this is kind of like a fluke game. Uh, I dropped them. So, they, I think they were six in my poll last week. I think I dropped them to ten. Oh, ooh, that's tough, bro. I mean, they're in the top ten still, and I think they'll work no. their way back up. No, you they should so? not be in the top ten, bro. I it was an ugly 12. loss. It was an ugly loss. I'm not gonna lie. They, they 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 were number four in my poll, and I dropped them to twelve, an Jeez. eight spot drop. Oh no! Okay, I mean, so I respect it. So, so here's the like: every single team in my poll is either new or moved outside of one, and the one team that stayed the same was Alabama at three. Yeah, and. I have Georgia behind Oregon, who had a loss to Auburn in a neutral site, which I still think is a better loss than to South Carolina at home. I have them behind Auburn, who lost to Florida on the road, which is a better loss than South Carolina at home. I have them behind Florida, who lost to you know, LSU this weekend. And I have them behind Notre Dame, which lost to Georgia, but still didn't lose to South Carolina at home. So that's why I dropped them that far. Right. But I do have a new number one team in my poll. Oh, as do I. And it is LSU. Let's go. LSU jumped above Clemson. I said all season I will not move Clemson until a better team asserts themselves. LSU is the best team in the country, hands down, no debate. It's just that's it. They're just the best team in the country. Yeah, no discussion. 
I mean, they're, I mean, they, <laughs> they, they brought it all together. This defense, even, you know, even though the defense doesn't look super strong right now, that doesn't matter when your offense is scoring more than 40 points every single game against top 10 opponents, even. I mean, I mean, this is the second time this season they've scored 42 points against a, uh, against a top 10 opponent. I mean, this defense is just high octane. I mean, it's, it's hard to stop them. No, it, it really, I LSU, really is. I think LSU punted one time on Saturday. I don't even remember them punting. <laughs> I really don't. I watched yeah. the whole game. I barely remember them punting. Uh, this is just an impressive team, guys. You know, if you're an Alabama fan listening to this or a Clemson fan and, you know, it, and you're upset about my rankings, just wait. It'll be fine. LSU plays Bama in a few weeks, and we'll find out exactly how good they are. And that's yeah. – but I'm here to tell you they're going to beat Alabama. Oh, man. I'm not going to say that, but I hope so. I'm going <laughs> to knock on some wood real quick. Zach's cursing us right now. Um, so, and my, with my last mover, I'm just going to sum up to three. You know, I, I, like, like Zach said, he moved everyone in his poll. He had a lot of new ones. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give my last one uh, just to keep things short. I have Penn State moving up a couple spots. I had Penn State, at, I think, at 13 last week. I moved them to my top 10. Um, they're at number nine now. I mean, like we, like I said earlier, I, well, I mean, they look, they're undefeated in the Big Ten. They look pretty good. No, I mean, I have, I have them at seven. Oh, oh, you didn't think I moved them far up enough. Okay. Yeah, like, I have, like they were number nine last week in my poll, oh, and I moved I them to seven. Yeah, see, they were, they were 13 of mine. So, yeah, I moved them to the top 10. Um, I need to stop uh, – I guess Gosh. sleeping on Penn State, <laughs> great team. I mean, undefeated in the Big Ten is – it's. I mean, through seven weeks is no easy task. And if you can do that, no, definitely not. my top ten for sure. I'm impressed with Penn State. I really am. They just keep winning. Like I said earlier, it's super, super impressive. And I know everyone else has moved about one or two spots. So I'll just uh, highlight the one new team in my poll, which is Baylor. Okay. Uh, Baylor 15, who – is undefeated right now, shockingly. I don't know if many of y'all knew that or not, but Baylor is indeed 6-0. and And they had a pretty good win over Texas Tech, who we saw, you know, smack Oklahoma State last week. You know, they won it in overtime, and this team just keeps winning. Uh, you know, they're going to have a chance to compete for the the Big 12. I mean, Texas already has two losses, and here's this, here's this Baylor team at 6-0, and and is the only under – only other undefeated team in the Big 12 outside of Oklahoma. So, yeah, I'm very impressed with this team. This is a conversation I wanted to have. Um, how can Baylor be ranked so low when they're undefeated in the same conference as Texas? Texas has two losses. I understand that Texas's two losses are to LSU and Oklahoma, but I mean, at the same time, you have two losses through seven weeks. And, yeah, and I mean, there's a, there's a team in your conference that's undefeated and they're going to be ranked below. Texas, just because Texas is Texas, really. That's my. That's we'll what find I out. We'll, we'll find out how good they are, man. They play Texas and Oklahoma, so we'll see. Yeah, we'll find out exactly quit, how good this Baylor I'll team quit is. I'm yelling, but um, <laughs> I don't know. That's just <laughs> that, that bothered me. It, I don't know. Anyway, let's go ahead and wrap up this segment. Um, moving on, we have our dumpster fires this week. Uh, yeah, buddy. And I'll let you go ahead and start, Zach. You sound excited. So my dumpster fire is the ACC. No, not you, Clemson. Everybody else in the ACC. <laughs> Everyone else. <laughs> so both ranked teams for the ACC outside of Clemson lost this week. 
You had Virginia lose to Miami 17 to 9. They didn't even score a touchdown, guys. Not trash. Not That's great. all I'm saying. And then Wake Forest lost to Louisville 62 to 59. And in case you didn't know, Wake Forest was 5 and 0 and the 18th team in the country coming into this week and they lost to Louisville and gave up 62 points in the process. Yikes. Yeah. And so, just to sum up what we have here in the ACC, guys. In the ACC Atlantic, we have Clemson. They're the champs. We're wrapping this up. They're going to win. We know this. Second place is 4-2 and two Louisville. And the third place team is Florida State, who just lost 45-14 to 14 to Clemson. It's a wrap. Can it's we all agree it's a wrap? <laughs> like, I'm just saying, you know. And in that same division, you have Wake Forest, who's 5-1. and one. But their point differential this year is 86 points scored to 86 points allowed. I don't know how that's even possible for a 5-1 and one team. No, but it that's, be. That, that, I, I don't understand how how that's – I don't, I don't know. I, y'all do the math. I don't know how that works, <laughs> but we have it here in the ACC, guys. And then in the ACC Coastal, we have a three-way tie for the first place in the division. Are you guys ready for this? Ready. And uh, so holding the tiebreaker right now, we have the four and two Duke Blue Devils. Okay. Not, not a great look. Then you have the four and two Virginia Cavaliers, Ew. who just lost to Miami 17 to nine. And then finally, tied for the lead in this division is a three and three North Carolina team. Mm. That's tough. Yeah, that's tough. Pretty, pretty that's, tough. That's tough. So right now we're looking at the winner of this division. In my opinion, having no less than four to five losses. I don't know, man. Pitt's in that division. Okay, and what's Pitt? Three and three? No, four and two. Four and two. Okay, they have a chance. But guess what? They're already. They've already lost two conference games. Okay, but. If they win out, like I said last, that was my hot take last not uh, last win episode. Out though, come on, man, don't be like that. Uh, if anyone saw, to, I want to go ahead and I want to go ahead and mention this real quick. I'm gonna go ahead and plug myself. Um, if you were watching College Game Day this past weekend and you saw a pit flag at LSU, that was one of my friends. He found a pit flag somewhere. He didn't even bring it. He was just waving it around. Um, so that was that was us. So that's fun fact. He plugged himself, but really just plugged his homeboy. Yeah, but right. <laughs> <laughs> you got to learn how to plug yourself better, man. That's trash. I don't want to plug myself live on the show. That's true. But, you know, my final take on this is I need to know what's going on here. How is Clemson getting all these five stars, you know, and all these other teams are just getting like this trash players? I mean, is Clemson paying their players? I mean, probably most likely. But that's another debate. I'm sure everyone can pay players. What's going on here? Like, maybe Duke should start offering Zion to play football. I don't know. But this ACC needs to revamp the system. This is getting ridiculous. Everyone in the ACC, dumpster fire. Clemson, you're excluded. You're just a glorified SEC team. That's it. Wow. (laughs) Okay. We'll leave it at that. Um, With my dumpster fire um, of this week, I have the SEC East. Um, Every least? The SEC least, every single team after this weekend in the SEC East has at least one loss now. Um, And actually, for everyone who was wondering, uh, number one undisputed team in the SEC East, 
let's take let's take a few guesses. Who do you, who do you think it could be, Zach? It is Missouri, it's my God, Missouri. with the loss to Wyoming. <laughs> with the first week loss to Wyoming, they have all of a sudden just been somehow undefeated since then. They're five and one, two and zero oh in conference. Um, every other team has at least one uh, conference loss. I mean, we have Florida losing to LSU. We have Georgia losing to South Carolina. South Carolina losing to almost anyone they play. Same goes for t- Tennessee and Vandy. Um, Tennessee, they, they beat State, I guess. Um, Told y'all. Yeah, you, hey, he called it. Um, he's really good at guessing which, which worst team is going to be the better team. But, <laughs> but Missouri somehow pulls off another win. Um, they, they're 5-0 and in the past uh, six weeks, so – um, things are looking pretty good. They beat an Ole Miss team that hasn't looked too bad this past weekend. But, uh, you know, I, th- I think that what we need to do is just go ahead and, and light the SEC East on fire, let them rise up from the ashes. Like I say with my dumpster fire of the week every single week. Um, and and we'll see what happens because they are just eating. They are eating themselves from the inside out, just like the Pac-12, just like the ACC, just like every other conference that I've that I've given the dumpster fire tag to this season, so uh, I don't know, bro. I think we should just trade like the SEC East for like a Pac-12 conference. Yeah, I mean, I'll take I'll take the Pac I'll take the Pac-12 North <laughs> minus Washington take, State, who's all of a sudden just terrible. Just right, bro. Open Mike three Leach the past gonna, three weeks. Mike Leach got to figure it out, man. Yeah, uh, let's go move on to our next segment. We have top performers. Um, so I'll go ahead and start this one off this week. My top performer of the week is Jalen Hurts. Jalen Heisman looks incredible. I mean, we already talked about it this episode, so things are getting a little bit repetitive. That's just how things are with us. We're a little bit repetitive. Um, but Jalen Hurts looked great. I mean, three passing touchdowns this weekend, um, a rushing touchdown. Uh, I mean, he had he had 165 yards on the ground. I mean, he's yep. he's. I mean, he's. He is what we thought he was. He's an insane player. (laughs) He is uh, my top performer of this week. He's number one undisputed for me. Yeah, I don't don't know, man. It's going to be such an amazing Hospin race between him, Tua, and Joe Burrow. Oh, yeah. I I am so pumped for it. But my top performer, you know, since we're going to be repetitive because Brandon, you know, takes my top performers. uh, My top performer is South Carolina. Okay. I mean, is there anyone else to pick? No, I think you had I mean, to pick them. Huge 20 to 17 win and double overtime in Athens. Did anyone see this coming? And That's if you Sanford say yes, Stadium. That's, ah. If you say you saw this coming, no, do not lie to me. I know you did it. Um, you know, they beat Georgia by only throwing for 155 yards and running for less than 150 yards. Not a great uh, look if you're Georgia. Dude, if I would have told you that South Carolina would only throw for 155 yards and their <laughs> third-string quarterback would come in, you would have been like, they're losing by 100. Yeah, yeah, they wouldn't. They wouldn't um, have even been close to winning. I mean, Georgia had 300 yards passing and 175 yards running. Ugh, that, I, how do you lose a game at home like that? I mean, all I know is the SEC, SEC East is anarchy. And the state of Georgia, as of today, has made backup quarterbacks illegal. <laughs> They're illegal. <laughs> in case you guys don't know, Florida's like 0-4 in the last few backup quarterbacks they've played. Yeah. 
it's it's tough it's a tough world and it's a it's a you know really and truly dumpster fires could be the whole state of georgia after this week with the braves allowing 13 runs in the first inning and the falcons (laughs) what who did the falcons lose to this week and it was someone the cardinals you lost to the cardinals bro and then georgia loses to south carolina wrap up the state of georgia and throw it off the cliff you know well let's just get rid of it we, we don't, don't need, need Georgia. It. Hey, we can get rid of Georgia, take Puerto Rico in. Everyone's happy. <laughs> we'll just, like, cut out the city of Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> Georgia Tech shouldn't even be a school. They should lose their accreditation after the season. Oh, Lord, man. But, yeah, so top performer, South Carolina, honorary dumpster fire, the entire state of Georgia. <laughs> the entire state of Georgia. Um, and then my next dumpster fire, I've already mentioned it because we're repetitive. That's what we do. Um, LSU's O-line. That's, that's, my, that's my last – uh, top performer this week they looked incredible I mean the and and the thing that that gave them this this title for this week for me was that they didn't allow any sacks I mean we you know we haven't seen Joe Burrow on the ground a whole lot this season to start with but I mean he's taking sacks in in almost every game to this point and then they play the best defense they've played all season I mean they're no DBU like Texas but it's the best defense they've seen this season um and to not allow any sacks is just something that, I mean that that that, okay. deserve, that deserves an it's award. Okay. They're coming October twenty sixth, my guy. Just wait, Auburn. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, we have, we have such the, a fun week. LSU has the bye week this weekend. This weekend, so they'll play Auburn after that. Yep. We um, um we we accidentally <laughs> said that LSU had a bye week uh next week and they play Mississippi State. So I think we just run with it. I think we that's just that, that's a bye week. That is a bye week. <laughs> they just lost to Tennessee, bro. I know man. They, they lost to Tennessee by ten points. <laughs> Dude, and it was twenty to three in the fourth quarter. <laughs> Mississippi State, man. Oh, that's so uh, bad. That, they could have also been a dumpster fire. They should have been. Oh, my Lord. But so my last top performer, not repetitive, is Oregon. Okay. I don't know if you guys watched this game. Nine o'clock kickoff on Friday. I watched it because I have no life and I love football. So here we are. Um, 45 to three win over Colorado. As if you don't remember from our previous shows, Colorado has previously beaten two ranked teams this year. And they come in on Friday. Night have a chance to spoil Oregon's, you know, Friday night primetime game at Odson Stadium. Oregon murdered this team. Murdered. I mean, Take him to jail. Herbert, yeah, Herbert had 261 for two touchdowns. The defense was just dominating, man. I mean, they forced the quarterback into like four interceptions, man, and they weren't even close. Uh, they were wearing camouflage out there, even though they were wearing their highlighter, you know, uniforms. And nothing makes sense know, anymore. Yeah. I mean, this team looks like a complete team. Outside of this fourth quarter against Auburn, this team looks like one of the best teams in the country. Watch out for Oregon later in the season, guys. You know what? I actually have one more top performer, and uh, it, I just remembered it. I'm going to give this one to Wisconsin, or, or and specifically Wisconsin's defense. This is another week where Wisconsin's yep. defense has allowed zero points to their opponent. It is not like they weren't playing anybody. They played Michigan State. Michigan State was a ranked team. Um, and, they marked them. They're not now, dude, 38 to nothing. Yes. They allowed, they allowed no points. This Wisconsin defense might be scary, and it might be something that Ohio State needs to be worried about, honestly. Um, and this oh, wasn't I think something Ohio State should about. be very worried. Yeah, definitely. I mean, 
this is crazy. Jonathan Taylor, two touchdowns um, on 26 carries for 80 yards. Not his best game. This actually might be his worst game, and that's that's saying something. Because this <laughs> that dude, <laughs> this is insane. But their defense is just crazy. Um, uh, yeah, no doubt. You know, so I, I want I had to touch on that just a little bit. Had to had to catch yes. up with the boys and, over there at Wisconsin. And, and if you're looking at a team to watch, guys, we briefly talked about them today. Missouri is my last top performer. If we're doing like yeah. an honorary one, went over Ole Miss. They lead the SEC East. And Kelly Bryant in this offense is looking better and better. This team is clicking. They get Florida at home this this year, so that's a huge that's a huge one. And you know they get UGA in Athens, but ask South Carolina about that home field advantage. Yeah, Missouri can be a team to watch, and if they get to Atlanta, this could be a dangerous SEC team to look out for. Yeah, uh, I absolutely agree. So let's go ahead and continue on to our last segment of the day. Uh, we have bad beats. And for anyone who doesn't know what bad beats is, uh, it's just basically where Zach and I eat our words. Um, if we were wrong about something, we have to learn some humility. We have to learn uh, to walk with integrity and to speak truth. And so this segment is all about going back on some takes that we had, maybe some picks that we had that were wrong. And I'll go ahead and kick this one off because I just cannot hit on my upset of the week. I hit the first week, and since Team then, rush. <laughs> I've been so bad, and and I'm here to admit it. You know, usually, you know, my, my whole thing that I live by is that I will never admit when I'm wrong, and I still want to live by that. Uh, I I just can't anymore. I can't hit with my side of the week. Washington State somehow lost to Arizona State, and to make things worse, they didn't even cover. They couldn't even – it was three. It was a three-and-a-half-point spread, and they had to lose by four just to break my heart. They had to. And so, I guess I have to go back on my word. Washington State, as much as I want to love them because of Mike Leach, I just can't anymore. We have to break off the relationship. Washington State, I know I asked you for a sponsorship earlier in the season. Don't give it to me. I don't deserve it. I don't deserve it because I can't choose the right upset of the week. Oh, man. I was one for one on upside of the week, to be fair, guys. Um, That's one of my bad beats. Yeah. I hit on my Tennessee one. That's huge because Brandon was like, oh, I hate that. I hate that pick. But he doesn't understand, man. I don't. But I missed missed on my Nebraska pick. They were down 34 to nothing, guys. (laughs) I thought this was going to be the third straight time I picked upside of the week that got shut out. They scored late. It counts. 34-7. It shouldn't. I'm sorry. My bad beat is thinking Nebraska would not just be Nebraska. Uh, my apologies. No more Nebraska talk on this podcast until they get a real team. So I apologize for wasting y'all's time. So actually, I'm going to go ahead and make a declaration on this uh, on this episode. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say that Tennessee is no longer the team that shall not be named. And I'm going to go ahead and give that honor to Nebraska. So from here on out, we're not going to say – we're not even going to recognize the state. The state isn't even real to me until the Cornhuskers can pull off a, a good win. Uh, they're four and three right now. We need to have a serious talk. Uh, sorry, I almost said the name. We need to have a serious talk, um, Cornhuskers, because you can't you can't be everyone's dark horse to win the Big Ten this year and then start out four and three with no significant wins. Um, so that's our bad beats uh, of this week. Um, and that's actually our episode of this week. So 
We are finished with this one. Uh, that's another recap in the books. Um, and I just want to thank everybody for listening again. Um, you know, we're available wherever podcasts are found. If you're listening to this right now, you've obviously found us. Uh, and I also think you should give us a follow on social media. And I'm going to hand this one over to Zach. Yeah. So if you want to follow us on Instagram, it is at the underscore blue bloods. You know, we're at like a hundred followers on there. Shout out to y'all. To we brag. post on there like every day. Yeah. We post on here like every single day, guys, outside of maybe like Sunday when there's not much going on in college football. Um, shout out to you guys for being great on there. Uh, we also have a Facebook, you know, exciting stuff. But to follow us on Facebook, we are at the Blue Bloods Pod. Yeah, tell your um, parents to follow us on Facebook. Yeah. In case, you know, we got some older listeners, I guess, that have like 401ks and stuff. Um, but if you're from like the hoodlum part of our listeners, yeah, go follow us you. on Twitter. Yeah. If you're under 40, go follow us on Twitter <laughs> at the underscore underscore blue bloods. Shout out to you guys on there as well. You guys are killing it. Keep, you know, keep listening, keep subscribing. I saw we got some reviews on Apple podcasts. Shout out to you guys for that. But oh, um, yeah, you guys are awesome. We need to read those. Um, we'll do that next episode. Um, but yeah, uh, thanks for everybody for listening. Uh, we've been getting more and more popular throughout the weeks. Don't know how, never thought that we would, but here we are. So um, thanks for listening. And, and that's a wrap. <laughs>